Good morning. It's Tuesday, July 26th. I'm back on my laptop using just the internal microphone. So yeah, you're hearing the 1940s chair that I sit in as I'm up at my parents' place. Big, big morning of earnings. Um, the biggest morning, the biggest announcement of earnings was Walmart. Uh, Walmart way down after hours, up to about 11% down um, sometime last night, uh, dragging down Target, Kohl's, Amazon. Uh, Walmart said it anticipates adjusted earnings per share for the second quarter in full year to decline by around 8%, 9 11%, 11%, uh, 8 to 9%, and then 11% to 13%. So it's going to decline in the second half by 13% respectively. It had previously expected them to be flat, uh, to up slightly for the second quarter and to drop by 1% for the full year. So here's the issue. They're seeing a bunch of low margin products, uh, mainly groceries, um, increase, which tells the quote unquote US economy, hey, people are trying to save money because they're going to the low cost place for groceries. That's Walmart. Uh, Walmart stock drop is the most in one day for the last 20 years. Uh, inflation is causing shoppers to spend more on necessities like food and less on items like clothing and, and electronics. Um, this may be an opportunity. Um, and the opportunity is if this for some reason is Walmart specific, we talked about it with Snap where I believe that um, uh, Facebook uh, in their first quarter said, hey, we saw iOS issues, blah, blah, blah. Um, well, this may be Walmart specific. And again, the question is, really, do you believe it's, if it's Walmart specific? If it's Walmart specific, you've got other retailers that are potentially, um, uh, you know, coming up. It's not close, but September 22nd, Costco announces earnings. They just announced earnings May 26th. So you're closer to Costco next earnings than you are their previous earnings. Well, Costco is down in pre-market. Let's kind of pull up uh, Active Trader Pro. I haven't started Active Trader Pro. That's the one thing I forgot to do. So started Active Trader Pro and Costco closed at 529. Remember, I said Costco at 500, you know, below 500, buy it above 500, sell it. So you might be going back down to that 500 level. Let's look at Costco in the algorithm. You're still in a buy um, from June 22nd at 459. And, and you know again, that was after making 4% in the previous one where you could have gotten out 10%, but 459 um, was the buy. Again, if you like, their, their um, ex-dividend date is coming up on July 28th. So I like that one. Um, Amazon, you know, it's getting pulled down as well. So Amazon is down 3.42% in the pre-market. Whereas, by the way, Walmart is down 9.63%. So Amazon's getting taken down. Here's the thing. Amazon reports tomorrow after the bell. Uh, you have a buy-in here at 115 you are trading at 117 um, in pre-market. So you're right down about the place where we had a MACD cross up. You're going to have a MACD cross down right before earnings. I think you'll have a MACD cross down before earnings. Right now, the RSI is at 59. Um, 
in my mind, Amazon is outside of these Walmart earnings. Um, the retail sector for Amazon is next to nothing. Um, Amazon Web Services runs and drives this company. Um, I think Web Services is still going to drive this company. The only problem is how much has Google and how much has uh, Microsoft and other uh, cloud companies taken away from Amazon? I don't know. Uh, but the big one was uh, Walmart earnings. In other earnings, um, let me see, GM uh, missed. And this is a company that just, in my mind, can't do anything right. Um, unlike the Biden administration, I don't think they're doing EVs right. They have, they uh, missed their earnings rather big. It's a company that can't do things right. Chip shortage and China lockdowns are what they're blaming. Yeah, whatever. Uh, Tesla seems to have done fine and their stocks continued to go up. Um, they have pre-announced that their shortage on deliveries was a week ago, but what they did announce today is their profit margins went from per, 10% down to 8%. It's a horrible, horrible company. Again, uh, Tesla has somewhere in the neighborhood, I think, of 20-something percent margins. Um, you tell me who's running it better, Mary Barr or Elon Musk. Uh, the only reason to own GM stock at this point would be their cruise division. And in the algorithm you would be in, this was a 31.96 buy on July 12th, just so you know. It's trading at 34.56. Let's see what it is in pre-market. Um, in pre-market, it's trading at 33. So you close to 34.52, it's down. And it, by the way, in, 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 on the chart, it looks like it's down huge. Um, but again, I, I don't think you own this one. I think you play forward for the hype, the hype rally, um, which, by the way, is down in tandem at about 1275. Uh, let's see, Ford on the algorithm. I think we did have a buy-in recently on Ford. And you'd still be in GM, by the way, as far as the algorithm goes. Um, Ford, you got in at 1156, and you're at 1220. 1284 is where you closed. Again, you know... It, I think Ford's the one that you play. Uh, UPS beat big on earnings. Um, this is kind of expected. UPS is just doing things right. They confirm guidance. They increase share repurchase. <clears throat> They're basically, basically bettering their business via um, cutting operations. So they're doing uh, more with less. And that's a good business to be, you know, to, to be, to, to invest in. You're at 185.85 on the algorithm. You're trading at 187.97. Let's see what they are in pre-market. Um, UPS. Uh, they in pre-market are up. It's right. It's flat. I mean, it was down at 184. You're at 187. Again, there's nothing uh, in these earnings that's driving th people to say, oh my God, it's much better. GE, kind of a different story. Better earnings than expected. It was down big. <clears throat> um, it shot up to about 72, which is crazy. It shot up. To, it's now trading at 70. So it, it, it it's this one I can't explain. This is one that, you know, again, they had the huge split where it was trading, you know, at $10. It was reverse split, 10 for one to get it back up to 100, blah, blah, blah. I wouldn't invest in this one. They, they're, they're, they're a restructuring story, but they're just not doing it fast enough. That's kind of in, in my mind. Um, now, oh, uh, that's it for earnings. 
by the way, if you want to watch a TV show, John Oliver's Last Story Tonight, I think is what it's called. It's on HBO or Sunday Night News. I don't know. It comes out on Sunday night. His show this week is about inflation. It is a masterclass on inflation. Politically, they, he goes right down the middle. Essentially, he, he outlines how um, Republicans are blaming Joe Biden. Well, Joe Biden's not responsible for inflation. Um, uh, Democrats are blaming big business. Well, big business is not responsible for inflation. Um, the White House is blaming Putin. Well, Putin's not responsible for inflation. Everybody is blaming one thing, and, and they latch on to that one thing in order to blame it. Well, the truth is, it's everything. It's everything. It's Trump, Biden, it's administrations, it's the Fed, it's China, it's Putin, it's uh, big business. It's everything. It's everything. So watch that. He is great. And, and yesterday's big story politically was that the White House is trying to change the definition of a recession. Now, there's a reason for this, and it's not just being political. The reason for this, and John Oliver points this out in his, and, and economists will tell you, if people think a recession is coming, their behavior changes. And so when their behavior changes, that could in turn cause a reflation, uh, a, a recession, I should say. So essentially, what the White House is probably trying to do is not just political, it's trying to change the nature of the, the consumer, which again is, is I think 70% of our economy. If the consumer's perception changes and they think that we're not going into a recession, we could head off a recession. And, and, and that's essentially, I, I believe, what they're trying to do. And, and don't get me wrong, they're playing absolute 100 political games. But the reality of the situation is I think they have a good heart at the, the heart of it. They're not just playing political games. It's basically, it's like when you project strength. I mean, Republican, Democrat, whatever, presidents want to display strength. And that's essentially what they want to do. Now, speaking of displaying strength, Russia is going to shut down, uh, or I should say slow down natural gas flow in the, uh, the, the pipeline to Germany. They are currently flowing at 40% of capacity. They are going to slow it down to 20% of capacity, which is a 50% drop. Putin said this. He essentially outlined this. Uh, Dutch contracts for the future are $53 per megawatt. Uh, that's US dollars. I did the conversion. $53 per megawatt. You should feel lucky that you're in the US. If you are in the US. I know I do have some, some international listeners as well. Um, so, but if you are in the U S, um, you know, Indonesia and New Zealand are the two countries where I know people listen. Um, but if you are in the U S eight, you're paying $8 per megawatt on average, just so you know, they're, they're paying 53. So there's two, um, there's a couple of ones that I wanted to point out to take place on this. The first one I pointed out yesterday, LNG, Chenier Energy. This is one where you can, um, th they will be exporting from the U.S. Um, and they will get this down. You've had a buy-in here July 18th at 128. You're at 139 right now. Uh, it's got all the confirmation in the world. There is no reason to, to assume that this one's coming down. The only problem you have is right now the RSI is at 65. 
the MACD is super, super up there. Their earnings are coming up on August 3rd. I can't imagine that they do not uh, say, hey, you know, their, their future guidance is, is up. Um, the other ones, and Tom pointed this out on Twitter to me yesterday, is Comstock. Um, CRK is the, uh, the, the symbol. This is one that, that, that has ex- extreme exposure to natural gas as well. Has not taken off as much as uh, Chenier. Now, uh, CRK, let me look it up on Finviz. Um, just so you know, I did look at it yesterday. They are in oil and natural gas. Let's look at their description. Um, engages in the acquisition, exploration, development, and production of oil and natural gas, primarily in North Louisiana and East Texas. Um, so they could export. Again, here's the thing. At $8 over here and $53 over here, that leaves you a lot of uh, kind of margin in that space to be able to transport liquid natural gas over um, over to Europe. Now, the other one that Tom had mentioned was Vermilion Energy, VET. And this one's Finviz description uh, engages in the acquisition, exploration, development, and production of petroleum and natural gas in North America, Europe, and Australia. This one should be able to pull in extreme amounts of profit. Now, again, <clears throat> does it, are there caps put on this? Who knows? You had a buy-in here on July 18th, or I'm sorry, July 15th at 1997. You're at 23 right now. So you've gotten your 10%, 20%, um, whatever you kind of, you wanted. And and I did have a discussion with the trader yesterday as well. Um, Asked me, hey, how do you know when to get in and out? Well, you should know when to get out when you get in. Structure your plan. Make sure you know when you get in what you want to do when you get out. And, and you should have both up and down scenarios. So say you get in, you know, at, at, at $10. And you say, um, well, and this is just a made-up stock. You get in at $10. Uh, I want to make 10%. Well, you should get out at 11 If you don't have, once you lose confirmation at any point in time over 11 you should get out once you lose confirmation. Say it goes, you you sell at 12, but it goes to 15. You still sold at 12. You made 20%. Don't be upset because you got out at 12. You had the plan before you got in. Now, say it goes to 10. You get to 11, and you've still got confirmation, but within 30 seconds, it goes back down to 10. Then you've got to you know make your plan again. Do you stay in it for 10? Do you wait for it to maybe go down to nine? Do you sell it at nine nine fifty? Um, you know you've got to make your plan. And again, making sure that you have that plan. Part of trading is making sure uh, emotion is taken out, taken out of the trade. And and that's having a plan is taking emotion out of the trade out, out of the plan. So um, again, natural gas is going to continue to be crazy. One thing that I saw yesterday. I mentioned it and I didn't I didn't look at it, but I Tesla is crazy. Tesla should not be up at 850. And one thing that I mentioned that I probably should have looked at is TSLQ. Uh, if you don't want to short a stock, um, there are these single stock ETFs and there's very few of them. There's Tesla, there's Nvidia, 
Um, and I think there's a couple of other ones. But TSLQ, yesterday the, the range was 42.78 to 43.83. So it's not a huge trading range. 52-week high was just hit on 714, uh, 51.63. 52-week low is 41.70. That was hit yesterday. So, or I'm sorry, um, July 22nd wasn't hit yesterday. July 22nd. This is, again, these are tested. These are not tested ETFs. They're single uh, short and they're single long ETFs. I went over them last week in a podcast. Um, I've looked at them. They don't trade in huge range. But if for some reason I were to say, hey, Tesla just shouldn't be up at these levels, and I think it's down in pre-market. Let me look real quick. Um, but if I say Tesla shouldn't be up at these levels, I should know, hey, you know, uh, TSLQ is a short. And you could use that one against if you didn't want to get out of your position. Now, I, I told you sell. You know, you went all the way up to 842 um, on July 22nd on Tesla. There's no reason it should have been up that way. I said, hey, sell it. Um, right now it's at 796. Should you sell it at 796? In my opinion, absolutely. On the four-hour chart, the RSI is still at 65. There's no reason to think this one's going up. In my mind, it's still probably going down. So, uh, you know, you do what you want. You do you, boo, <laughs> as I always say. Um, but they don't have a catalyst coming up. August 3rd, well, I shouldn't say that. August 3rd, the shareholders vote on a split. That split's coming. Uh, I think it's 10 for 1 split. Um, or maybe it's a three for one split. I'm not exactly sure, but again, that's the catalyst. Now, performance on the algorithm makes you 39% versus 166%. If you just buy and hold it, that's over 500 can or a thousand candles. So it's 500 trading days because there's two candles in a trading day on my four hour charts. The average win is 17%. Um, so the max drawdown, which is the max loss, was 50% um, on this. You know, again, trade the trend. It's up there on the four-hour chart. It's using the 200-day as support. Um, let's look. One thing that I wanted to bring up too, um, there was a TrendSpider posted a chart yesterday on their Twitter account that IWM is, is trending on the 50-day EMA. Uh, IWM is a small-cap ETF, and I have friends who basically have almost their entire portfolio like I have it in um, Apple. They have it almost all in IWM. And I have been looking at IWM and you had a buy-in here on uh, July 18th at 175. You're at 180 right now. Now, again, TrendSpider says, hey, it's using the 50-day EMA trading, trending right on it. Um, if that's the case, I kind of see small caps moving in that direction. Here's the thing that you have to know. IWM for me personally, is a buy and hold. This is not something that you necessarily trade. And on the algorithm, it kind of it clearly states it. A thousand candles, four percent on the algorithm is what you make. Twenty-two percent is what you make with buy and hold. Um, so it's still been good over a thousand candles, nearly two years. You've made twenty-two percent. It's ten percent per year. You can't complain about that. The average win is five point eight three percent over. A uh, thousand can uh, five hundred trading days. You've had twenty eight positions, only nine wins and nineteen losses. That's to say, if you look at this and you say, "Hey, I want to be an IWM because I like small caps," well, 
that's essentially a reason to go into IWM and just buy and hold it. Uh, it's not a bad time to buy it right now. The RSI is a little high, uh, but again, check out the TrendSpider um, uh, Trend uh, Twitter to, to look at it a little bit, a little bit more. Um, Redfin, by the way, a report that says 32% of the people um, that are looking at Redfin to move want to move to cities. So that's opposite from the pandemic. They wanted to move out of cities. They wanted to move to places that weren't in cities. Now, here's the thing. Top picks are Miami, Tampa, Phoenix, Sacramento, Las Vegas, Cape Coral, Florida, and San Diego, California. What do all those things have in common? They're hot. They have extreme temperatures. Um, they, you know, they're, they're decent in the winter, uh, but they're super hot in the summer. And that is going to push energy usage up. So your utilities in the United States, your uh, energy companies, um, your renewable energy companies, you know, people will be putting solar because all of these places, um, you know, even though uh, Florida is a super red state and they, they, they love their oil and big SUVs and the soccer moms are all down there, blah, blah, blah. Um, they also love their air conditioning. And they're super renewable as well. FPNL, um, I know, does a lot. By the way, that's the dog you're hearing in the background. Uh, they're just waking up. But they they are have super renewables. Um, uh, they had solar incentives. I know when I lived there as well. So uh, I thought that was interesting yesterday. Um, Russia, we went over. Oil is up two percent in pre market. I don't have to go over your oil stocks. You know which oil stocks you like if you listen to me by now. CVX is coming up. Um, Exxon is coming up later this week. Both of those report on Friday. I think they're going to report record earnings. CVX, you have a cross up here from July 15th at 136. It's probably going to be a $150 stock by the end of the, the earnings. It's at 148 right now. XOM uh, is one where earnings are coming up Friday as well. You had a cross up here. Do, 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 do. Let's see. On July seventh uh, and eight, July eighth at eighty six ninety five, you're trading at ninety dollars right now, <clears throat> so you're close. Devon Energy is way up. Um, their earnings are coming out. I'm kind of waiting for Trendspider here. Their earnings are coming out on August first. I said, hey, under fifty bucks, buy this one. It's a fifty seven again, under fifty buy it over 50 over 60 i should say under 60 buy it uh over 60 sell it okay dogs needed to go out to greet the parents who were waking up um devon energy again um i'm looking at that one over 60 sell it under 60 buy it that's just kind of the thing oxy we looked at um this is one Warren Buffett is still pouring money into this. It's a 65. It's up almost 1.5% today. Um, this is a $60 one too. Their earnings are coming up August 2nd. Um, I think Warren Buffett wants to take this one private. I think my average purchase price is like 63 on this one because I just haven't done a, a good job of buying it when it's under 60. But you had a MACD cross up at $60.80. You're at 65 right now. The RSI is at 62 you're not too late in this one. MPLX is one that I love. I said under 30, buy this one all day long. 
Um, you had a MACD cross up way back on June 27th. Um, <clears throat> at 29.01, you've been dipping down. You got all the way down to 27.50 on July 6th. And it's taken off for the races since then. So you've got a, a great opportunity here. Um, so Oxy, we're going to look at Fang because I love Fang one. Uh, by the way, the big thing about MPLX is it's like a 9% dividend. I've held this one for years. I bought this one around the pandemic time, um, you know, at like $8 a share or something. So I've got some pretty good gains in it. I've traded in my IRA. I've talked about some of the, um, uh, tax implications. July 15th, Fang, I was waiting for a trend spider. July 15th, 108. Stock's at 120 today. I said um, oil and, and all of that stuff, I've been telling you guys it's coming back. Supply is going to greatly um, underpace demand. Uh, UCO, we talked about this yesterday, uh, July 15th. You're at a $35 buy-in. It's $37. I'd trade this one on a daily basis. I don't kind of buy and hold that one because it's not an investment. It is just um, something that you kind of go over. Now, a couple of the things I wanted to go over. UNH, um, it's kind of being dragged down uh, with some of the market. Um, it, I, I still say under 500, buy it, over 500, sell it. You would be in this one at 531. It's trading right now at 529. Um, the RSI though is still up there at 58. I, I hate to tell you to buy this one. This is a buy and hold. I mean, honest to God, this is a buy and hold, but I'd rather see you wait until it goes under 500. Um, I do think that at some point this is going to go to 500. I think 495 is a fairly good price target for this one. <clears throat> I think that's, that would be where I would tell you to get him. Uh, Qualcomm, we talked about Qualcomm. They have earnings coming up tomorrow. Um, they have been a buy since 120, I think. Yeah, 126 back on July 6th. Their earnings are coming up July 27th. So yeah, it's tomorrow afternoon. Um, their ex-dividend date is August 31st. This is up at 153. God, if you got in at 126, kudos to you. I think it's $160 stock. 160 by the time earnings come out. They're going to announce some stuff. Google reports tomorrow. Question is uh, about Snap. Was Snap just a Snap story or was it a complete um, overall ad story? Uh, you'd be out of Google right now. It got you out uh, yesterday. Yeah, it looks like Friday morning. Um, Friday afternoon, I should say. Friday afternoon, it got you out. I'd still be in it. Again, this one's trading at uh, GOOG is what we're targeting because that's the one that they buy back. I think they will announce some buybacks. I think they're going to start buying back. I think they'll continue to buy back. GOOG is what you want to look at. Meta, they report um, this week as well. I think it's Thursday. Let's look real quick. Um, ba -ba -ba -ba. They report July 27th, so it's tomorrow. Um Again, is it a snap story? You'd be in this one at 169. You're trading at 166. So again, I, I think this one you probably could take the chance on. Like I say, anything under 200 on this one, I think is a great buy. I think over 200, you sell. Uh, Apple reports tomorrow, or is it Thursday? Let me look real quick. Um, 
you'd still be in this one, even though it's on its way down July 28th, so Thursday they report. Uh, you're in at 134. Uh, the MACD is crossing down. I would expect it to get you out right before earnings. Uh, iPhone demand is kind of in question on this one. Uh, the RSI is at 62. I probably wouldn't buy it here. Um, if you want to gamble on earnings, again, any, anything to me under 170 for Apple, buy it all day long. Buy it all day long. Amazon is one. Their earnings are coming up, I think, tomorrow or is it Thursday? They might be reporting the same day that um, Apple is reporting. Yeah, it's Thursday, July 28th. Um, the, this one, you'd be, oh, I, this one's just not, oh, this chart looks ugly. Um, we're going to have to refresh. Uh, again, this is my MacBook, MacBook Pro. I think it's 2015 MacBook Pro, but um, it's not. Most of the time, uh, I use my iMac. But Amazon is one that we're, we're talking about. Um, this is one that uh, right now it's down 3%. I talked about this. I think this is a great opportunity to get into this one with Amazon's earnings, um, or I'm sorry, Walmart's earnings bringing it down. You do have an RSI at 59. It's up there. They're reporting on Thursday. Uh, we went over XOM, we went over CVX, another energy company, PXD. I kind of told you about this one, Pioneer, their oil and gas. This is one that I suggested that you get into. I've been watching this one. Uh, the algorithm has you in at 217.97. You're at 221. So you're not way up there. The RSI is at 40, 57, but the again, that 217 buy-in was July 7th. You've got all the way down to 200. It bounced right off the 200 level. It didn't kind of break it, but it bounced right off it. And, and that was with the oil weakness. Is it too late to get in? I don't think so. Their earnings are coming up August 8th. Again, they're going to announce crazy earnings. I think that's a good one. Um, other ones that have been going up, Rio Tinto. We talked about this. This one has sexual abuse allegations. It's a mining company out of... Australia mainly, 57.51 is where you're in. You're trading at 59. Eh, I think it's a $65 stock. You can probably get in. The RSI is a little bit high, but it's not crazy high. Um, uh, speaking of uh, metals and minings, Freeport McNamara, FCX. This one's going up again. Um, you had their earnings. They've announced earnings already. Um, FCX, we had a buy-in at 29.18, you're at 28.87, but you went all the way down to $24. So if you're at 28, you've made your 10%. Uh, again, this is one that we've watched. For some reason, this MACD doesn't want to cross down, and it's, it's continuing just to ride the strike line up. Uh, again, they had their earnings. There's no kind of uh, you know, reason for this one to continue to go up, but it's still going up. Speaking of going up, Boyle, one of my favorite ones, and one of the best plays of recent that I've had, um, where you had your buy-in at $44. You're at $95 right now. And and again, there's no there's no loss of confirmation in this one. You've doubled your money. Um, I, I think this is easily going back to the, the 120 mark. Um, would I buy it here? The RSI is at 80. Guys, RSI doesn't go to 80. I mean, it does. But that, that indicates a problem. Um, in my mind, if you wanted to bet uh, on a small pullback, 
KOLD might be a small pullback, but again, you've been if you've tr traded KOLD, this is crazy since June. If you would have traded KOLD June 9th and bought in at 23, you would have made 30%. Okay? Sold it at 30% and then bought boil and made 100%. It's all you would have had to do since June. Uh, again, there's probably people who have done it. I didn't do it. Lord knows I didn't do it. Um, but um, remember your indices kind of things. UPRO, and I don't know if I brought this up, but uh, I know I brought up SPXU um, as the short of the S&P. UPRO is the reverse of that one. Uh, UPRO, as long as you're going up on the S&P, um, that's where UPRO comes in. Now, UPRO, eh, I'm not crazy about it. You lose 2% on the algorithm. You make 57% over 1,000 candles uh, just buying and holding. The average win is 8%. So it's not horrible. Um, again, uh, well, July 18th, you had a buy-in at 37.84. You're trading at 39.81. So you're up there. You haven't made 10% on this one. Again, the average win is 8%. I would kind of put that as your 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 win. SPXU has been a better one just of recent because SPXU, again, it, it tracks, it's short on the S&P. So it's triple lever, it's short. You'd be out of this one. But there's a MACD, MACD cross-up coming soon. Does that indicate to me um, that maybe Apple, Amazon, and those guys bring it down? Again, if you believe charts, that could be the case. Um, TQQQ we talked about yesterday. It was at 30s. Uh, I said get the hell out of this thing when it got, hits 30 because we had a buy-in um, at 27.61. It's on its way down. Again, you've got SPXU, which is the SP S&P 500 short, uh, crossing up, which indicates to me that we should see some weakness in the S&P. Uh, you've got TQQQ, which is a triple levered uh, QQQQ uh, upward movement. So it's a bear. Uh, I'm sorry, a bull. Uh, you've got those two should be going in opposite directions, and they are which indicates to me we may be heading down on the market. What would I probably play? I'd probably play t um, SQQQ and SPXU. Just kind of a guess on that one. But again, if you wanted to do that one. Now, the ARC funds, there's been some um, uh, real activity in the ARC funds. They've, they've gone up quite a bit. Um, you're looking at ARC funds down about 1% um, in the pre-market. If that's the case... Um, I looked at this one yesterday, SARK. This is a short of the ARKK uh, fund. You had a cross-up yesterday at 54.26. You're trading at 54.50. Um, again, that's a cross-up on, on a short of the, the ARK funds. Uh, let's look. Russia, Dutch, Fed kicks off meetings politically. Goldman Sachs, I talked about this one. God. Under 300, I said it's under 300. The book value was 296. Buy it all day long. You're trading at 324. You almost made 10% on this one just since earnings. You had a MACD cross up at 337. You're at 324 right now. You've almost made your 10%. If you were listening to me for a while, you probably should have made your 10%, to be honest with you. August 31st is their uh, MACD, uh, I'm sorry, their dividend X date. This is one that, that I've kind of called. It's a nice one. It's earned. 
listen tonight, um, Microsoft and Google, I went off over both already, but listen tonight because Microsoft and Google uh, report, as well as Visa. And Visa is an interesting one because if you remember American Express, AXP, I've been touting that one for, for a while. And I said before earnings, hey, I think this one's dipped down low enough. Um, and you did have a buy-in here all the way back on June 23rd. <clears throat> you had at 144. You're trading at 153 right now. Uh, I do see, I think I brought this up, but there's a gap here between 137 and 139 um, that kind of hasn't been filled on the way down so um so i i would say hey stay away from american express right now because the rsi is super super high visa is a different story uh visa is is a they could indicate where the consumer's thought is you've had a macd cross up back here on june 23rd just like american express you're trading at 214 so again you've had that run up um, the RSI is at 63. I don't suggest you buy this, but if Visa for some reason conveys that people are not paying their credit card bills, that people are delaying paying their credit card bills, that they're going to uh, write off more credit, that could be a problem. So watch out for that one. Again, there's three earnings tonight that I'm watching, specifically Visa, Microsoft, and Google. Um... Rev B, we talked about yesterday. This one is crazy. This one, Revolution Bio Biosciences, Re, Revelation Biosciences. You'd be out of this. There's no MACD cross-up happening, but it's gone crazy. Um, if you want to day trade it, day trade it. Uh, the big one yesterday that we talked about, monkeypox is causing you to uh, make money if you believe in the vaccine maker of this one. Uh, you did have a MACD cross-up yesterday at 1569. Uh, let's see where it's SIGA, by the way, is the one that I briefed on yesterday. Uh, I had some people play it and some people made a lot of money yesterday off this one. You're trading at 1509. Um, again, when I look at a five-day of this one, and I, I want to look at a five-day, I'm seeing most of the support level um, between 12, probably 1140 and this 1240 mark, I would say that's probably the support level. On the way down, there is a fairly large support level here at 1450. Um, you know, but but again, there's there's nobody's holding this one. Everyone seems to be trading it. So that that 1450 level, if we break that 1450 level, I would say uh, look out below. Um, you know, again, the, even on a one month chart, that 1438 to 1462 volume level, you got nothing on the way down. Um, you know, again, they're, they're super low support levels. So GOVX was the most traded yesterday. Um, this I think has more to do with monkeypox as well. Um, uh, yeah, it does. Uh, and this one traded from 101 to 186. Uh, trade it closed at 159. It's at 167. Again, these are trades. These are not investments in my mind. You can kind of take your chance on it. Um, GOVX, I would say 145 is probably a, a a support level. If you don't get that one, it's 115. These are big swings, so be careful. Uh, I wanted to kind of oh Coke. 
KO is the symbol on this one. They beat earnings. They're doing better. Again, they're, they're probably shrinking their packages more um, than they're increasing their prices um, to try and ease the consumer. You did have a MACD cross up at 62.19 on this one. It's trading at 62.87. I hold Coke. I've held Coke for quite a few years. Um, the dividend and, and let's look at Coke in my portfolio. I have held Coke. Let me see if I can see the lot sizes. Um, purchase history. Let's go to the end of my purchase history. I've held this all the way since 2010. And I initially put in $15,000. Uh, current value is um, 53. So 2010, what, 22 years, doubled my money, tripled my money, you know, whatever you want. It's been a great one. And I haven't sold it. This is buy and hold. If you want to buy and hold kind of, you know, Coke and Pepsi are the two. Um, my Coke... It, um, return is 93% and my Pepsi return is 103%. And I think I bought them both at about the same time. But they made on earnings. Things are still positive. That's essentially what they say. Um, there were a couple of things that I wanted to end this with. And the first is a look at DRV. If you guys remember, DRV was the triple short on the <clears throat> real estate market. And this one, I wanted to see if we had a MACD cross down. We did have a MACD cross down, and I said this, July 20th, we had a MACD cross down. I am not seeing a MACD cross up, but an alert because the RSI is at 35. Again, that's kind of no man's land, but it's got to come up at some point. And I think you're in this trading range of between 43 and 51 which isn't a bad trading range to be in because you can make a lot of money in that tra in that trading range. And again, this is not one where I would kind of buy it and hold it because if you buying and holding loses you 69%. Um, the algorithm loses you 56%. But here's the key. The average win is 8%. So I do think that as you're going in and out of this one, you can make your 8%. And again, that should be your target is 8%. Some of the cross-ups that I saw today, um, UNH, United Healthcare, which I love, and I've kind of gone over this one already at the beginning. Um, UNH had a cross-up here, and it looks like you'll cross up, but the RSI is high. Again, I would say under 500. Wait for this one to go under 500. KO, Coke, we just talked about it, had a cross-up. Amgen, A-M-G-N, had a cross-up. Um, this is a pharmaceutical company. Um, I believe that they have, yeah, 248.72 is the um, the cross-up. Let's look at Amgen. They have a pretty good dividend from what I remember, too. 3.12% dividend. <clears throat> Their forward PE is 13. Their actual PE is 24. The analyst, the last analyst of recommendation, um, uh, Lernick, uh, market performed 256. And you're trading at 248. With 3% dividend, not bad if you want to play it safe. I don't think that's bad at all. Um, Pfizer just had a, a cross-up, and this is in my portfolio as well. I've held this one for quite a few years. 51, I, I, I think I've said this before. It has been quite a long time. Under 50, buy it. Over 50, sell it. 
your average win on the algorithm, 9.86%. Um, your algorithm makes you 41%. Buying and holding makes you 39%. You're probably doing better off buying and holding this one just because of the dividend. Um, the dividend's pretty good on this one. And it's, again, 51.67. Your RSI is right in the middle. You're crossing up. Their earnings are coming up uh, 27th, so tomorrow. Is it tomorrow pre or post? Let's see. Pre-market, tomorrow pre-market. Crossed up right before. Um, again, considering that Coke did so good, you just had a cross-up of um, Keurig Dr. Pepper. Kind of the same business. Um, you've been in, this one has had quite a quite a good run. You had a cross-up here at 35.34 back on June 22nd. Um, your RSI is at 60, so it's kind of in no man's land and a little bit high. Your earnings are coming up 27, so tomorrow pre-market, and they had a cross up. So uh, they're going to be up today, probably from the Coke, the Coke news. Uh, the performance chart on this one, you lose 12% with the algorithm, you uh, make 19% uh, just buying and holding. Again, Keurig, Dr Pepper, I'd kind of put it in the Coke category. My preference would be Coke. Just Coke is a better business than Dr. Pepper. And anybody that knows, you know, has drank any soda before, um, Dr. Pepper is horrible. Coke is actually pretty good. So you've got some ideas there. 45 minutes today, I am going to uh, dip. I am going to make a, uh, I'm just getting on Instagram. Somebody said Boyle, nicely done. Yeah, Boyle has been a killer. So uh, I, do I think Boyle's going down anytime soon? No. I think that's 150 bucks. Um, but am I putting my money in at, when it's at 95 and it's run up from 45? No. I mean, if you want to put $1,000 onto it, put $1,000 onto it. But just be careful. You might lose your $1,000. I'm not willing to lose 1000 bucks on that one. I'll wait for it. Uh, KOLD, in my mind, you know, again, when, when you've got, when you, you start to see natural gas start to slip, KOLD is going to soar. You're going to see KOLD just, you know, when when the market comes out of the bottom of net liquid natural gas, you can play either way. So as good a call as Boyle is, just keep an eye on KOLD. It'll happen at some point. So with that, I'm out. Thank you guys for listening. Remember, support the podcast. If you go on to Anchor, you can hit that Apple Pay, um, you know, $4.99 a month, uh, $0.99 cents a month, whatever you want to do. I don't ask for a lot. Um, just tip your bartender. If you bought Boyle and you made a shit ton of money off of it, tip your bartender, who is me, Gary. Um, you can, uh, you know, put put a review up on Spotify if you enjoy listening. Uh, put a review up on Apple Podcasts. Those are the two biggies where I, uh, I, I'm i kind of at and I've looked at. Uh, any other place, um, you know, if you want to, if you can't do the support level and you just want to tip me, go on to Twitter. Uh, if you go onto my profile, Daily Stock Pick Three, you can, and it's the number three. Um, and the reason is one and two were taken. But just go to Daily Stock Pick Three. And by the way, I may own Daily Stock Pick One and Two. Who knows? Um, but um, just go on Twitter. You can go to my profile, Daily Stock Pick Three. Hit the hit the tip. Hit hit me up with Cash App or Venmo. I get it. Either way, again, just remember, tip your bartender. Be nice. And if you are going out to the bar, if you are going to restaurants, tip those people. Those people work through the pandemic. They need money. 
the consumer is weak. If you have it to give, give. That's kind of my thing. I'm going to give to Apple today. I'm going to the Apple store. I'm probably going to buy a 13 Pro. Yeah, I'm the moron that buys a 13 Pro three weeks before the fucking 14 comes out. So, but support the team. Again, support the team. 50% of my portfolio got to support the team. So take care. I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Bye.